<laughs> got a little bit of it in there. You got a little bit. There's all kind of new buttons. I did the update on the board. It's all kind of new buttons thrown in. New I buttons. I don't know what to do. <laughs> You'll figure it out. And producer Jen's got a whole new weight thing of uh, sound effects. Right? Sound effects. I'm not putting, I'm not loading nothing. No, yeah. Sound effects. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dan and James show. And I don't know. I guess Dan's not making it. Dan is not going to be with us tonight. No, at least I'm not solo. No, we got a guest no, here got today. A guest. We got a guest in, in the house. Uh, you want to introduce him? Or you want me to introduce you him? You can introduce him. We got Wesley Sowers here. What's up? How's it going, sir? Pretty good. Thank you for being here. I'm alive. Now, what branch were you in? I served in the United States Marine Corps from the year of 2015 to the year of 2019. Oorah. It's about freaking time. Oorah. 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 It's about time. There you go. Slay bodies. <laughs> Blood makes the grass grow. So Dan Dan is sorry he couldn't be with us. Yeah. Um, he's still under the weather. So uh, we'll, we'll make this happen for him. Yeah, we'll make it up for him. He's going to enjoy listening. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> First one that he's not, we haven't heard his voice yeah. or his antics. So you got some good stories for us? Somewhat, a maybe, sort of. Just shoot away whatever questions you guys have or whatever we want to so shoot the shit about. 2015 to 2019. Yeah. So, so you went to Paris Island? Yeah, I shipped up to Paris Island, South Carolina, did my three months or whatever it is there, and then I went to uh, SOI, School of Infantry, and... Geiger. Camp Geiger, yeah. And then I uh, went across the street to Lejeune. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. What was it called? Lejeune. <laughs> Lejeune. <laughs> that's the proper way they would say. Everyone just calls it fucking Lejeune. Yeah. Lejeune. Right? Yeah, that's what I always call it. Yeah. Even to this day. Yeah. I, I just call it both. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. It's always interesting listening to your, you guys' stories of the, the boot camp. Yeah. So what was the craziest thing that happened? While you were there, uh, a couple of things. I would say the one 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 thing I remember, um, fresh off the top of my mind is uh, we were going through one of these damn obstacle courses, right? That have been there since damn Paris Island was created. I don't remember what uh, confident courses or something yeah, like that, right? Course. And uh, there was like a four story tower, and it was very strange because. You would climb up onto the initial sort of floor, if you will, and it wasn't very big, maybe five by five, maybe a little bigger, eight by eight. And then you would go to the opposite side and climb onto the next one. There was no ropes, there's no nothing, and you pretty much had to go with your squad and pretty much, long story short, get everyone up to the top, you know, safely, efficiently, uh, with a little bit of speed in your body. And we had uh, some recruit by the name of Downs. Um, yeah, go figure. His name was his name was Downs. All right, and I'm not shitting you. It's D O W N E S Downs, and he looked like a Downs. All right, okay. He wore glasses. Um, the whole nine yards is as skinny as could be. But um, anyways, old Downs here got up to the very top. <laughs> Oh, and by now, by now, y'all probably already know where this story's going. But this jackass gets up to the top, and he has both. This is his first mistake. He had both arms chicken winged on the top thing, and the rest of his body's hanging off. 
Mm-mm-mm. He can't. He can't grab. He's grabbing like there's wood. You know the flooring. Well, plank. And uh, it wasn't entirely his fault, I guess, because I don't remember if we had any guys up there or who knows. Maybe, maybe he was leading the squad to go up there, which was probably the mistake to begin with. Um, but nonetheless, Downs here. <laughs> Just saying his name, man, cracks me up. Uh, Downs, I don't, I doubt you're listening, man. But if you are, I'm sorry, brother. All right, he Not probably really. remembers this. Yeah. But any, oh, I didn't know he does, unless he lost memory from it. Because needless to say, old Downs here tried to kick up his right leg to get some leverage and swing the rest of his body on there. He did that like once or twice, and old Downs here fell down four four stories and like hit one of the middle floors and kind of did a flip. And fell <laughs> flat on his back. So I Downs here fell down imagine. about four damn stories. <laughs> and everyone just stopped what they're doing, including the drill instructors. And you know how much discipline they had. And everyone just kind of looked at him. Because they're like, oh, shit, did he die? <laughs> you know, we didn't know what to think. And we were laughing now. But at the time, we were like, oh, shit. And uh, On the confidence course. He was just, you know. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. He right. lost confidence. <laughs> yeah, I don't But uh, nonetheless. That backfired. Uh, yeah, he's just the laying there flat on his back, you know. He, he looked like one of those, like, you know, back in the day. I don't know if they still do it where, like, a murder scene and they kind of okay. draw the outline of your body. Like, he was doing one of those on the – I thankfully, they had that, like, rubber mulch or whatever on the ground. So, he kind of, like – bounced off it a little bit and he was just laying there looking lifeless and um <laughs> thankfully they raced a corman over to him and well long story short he was on some medication and had some inhaler or something because something happened i think to his chest or back and he had to use that for a week or two of course he was on light duty and drill instructors were giving him shit every day um about it but uh yeah believe it or not he ended up making it out alive fine and dandy and be- Ended up graduating boot camp, believe it or not, too. So oh, shit. He survived by the grace of God, I guess, or whatever. He didn't get he recycled. Yeah, no. That would have sucked. Yeah, that would have sucked. But that's yeah. probably one of the crazier stories I got off the top of my mind. Recycled. That If they don't make it through, then... What, like, they, they, you start out with your, um, your, your platoon, mm-hmm. and you want to stay. You don't want to get recycled, like, where you have to stop and go back. Stuck, like, yeah. if you don't qual... Uh, so there's another group coming in, coming. and you, you'd stay with that group. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You kind of get thrown to the new guys just coming in, and you have to stay there for God knows how much longer. And that's the worst thing you want to do is stay at Paris Island longer than you fucking have to. Yeah. Okay? So you would get thrown into a bunch of new guys, or if it was anything medically, um, if it was anything medical with you as far as it was like, like, for example, Downs here, if he was – injured significantly which i don't know how he wasn't but he didn't he would have got thrown into the, like the the med platoon where you just sit there and pretty much just go through therapy and whatnot physical therapy and such until you're good um but i mean i think my stepbrother who uh served as well was in there for like a week and he said it was the worst damn thing ever you know everyone's in there just kind of I don't know, just, just a bunch of back. turds. Like getting left in kindergarten. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, I guess. So, right. I mean, I wouldn't know, thankfully, but. Yeah, we had a couple um, that was recycled into ours. And they, really? Yeah. They, they they were just happy. Yeah. They were, I wasn't happy at all, all 
12 weeks I was there. <laughs> I just was wanting to get the hell out of there. Yeah, same. Same. Now you were telling that story, and I didn't serve, but we did a ropes course uh-huh. as a, when I was coaching at uh, Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And I was two. I was about two fifty at okay. the time. That I, I know it was Barto. It was Barto. So I was about two fifty, two sixty at the time. And they had that wall, and they was like, everybody's got to get over the wall, including coaches. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at that wall. I'm like, I need to have how mm-hmm. is this going to happen? Well, they waited till I was the second <laughs> to last one. They come up with this game plan to get my big ass over that wall, and they did it. And I was never so happy <laughs> to, <laughs> to get over to get. I mean, it was it was at least thirty foot. I mean, it was a tall. They the one kid, one of the smaller tall kids, stayed down and let me stand on his shoulders. <laughs> and then they built like a wall coming down of people like holding on, and right. the strongest one grabbed me and held, and then they all just were pulling. And they would, I think they gave me extra shirts to put on and like, they would just keep grabbing me and pulling me over the thing. They went crazy when I got over that wall. It was a great team building. Great. And and speaking of. Scared shitless. Oh, I can imagine. Scared I I was going to be a downs moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was scared shitless um, doing the confidence course whenever you had to, on the rope, you had to go down, you had to go forward, then you had to flip over and, and. Kind of where your back, you were oh, looking up at the sky. I know yeah. what you're talking about. What the hell do they call that? The something something course or some shit. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if they were doing it the same back then, but they always did that in the damn, unfortunately, the infamous gas gas chamber, like back to back weeks, you know, because they were like right next to each other. But uh yeah, that was speaking on that. The what's gas that? chamber. <laughs> I wish I don't I wish I wouldn't have to, but uh yeah it's like a week long the gas chamber course and uh they kind of initially it's like the first day or two or something like that you kind of or it might just be an all all in one day i don't remember but uh first and foremost they kind of give you a course um or a class rather explaining the different agents and stuff of that nature and kind of what it can do to your body and ways to kind of help yourself out in a situation if you find yourself in one whether you have your gas mask or you don't, so on and so forth. Um, but obviously the the sort of the main event of this all is once your ass gets inside this, I don't know, small size room. Um, I would say it's probably double this room. Yeah, yeah, and it's just all straight up brick and just looks like it was built to be Blacked a damn gas windows, chamber. Yeah. Dark. And uh, so you got the instructors who are Marines uh, and the main ones who are who are doing the gas and kind of creating it, if you will, are, are Marine instructors, but they're not your drill instructors. So they don't really care. But your drill instructors will get in there, too, with you and they will fuck with you <laughs> big yeah. time, especially if they don't like you. So, I mean, they wow. I think I think after I don't know at what part we did that, but I feel like. After like week one or two, some of those drill instructors already had our names written down somewhere. Like, yep, wait till gas chamber week. Like, I'm getting your ass. I've already learned <laughs> from this show that you don't want them knowing your name. That's, Correct. That is the goal. Was try to yes for them not to know your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my recruiter this told is one me. Of the reasons. My recruiter told me he's like, don't aim for the top, and don't don't be the turd. You know, the end end of the line there. 
kind of be in the middle. That's where you want to be at. And yeah. I made it my goal to be in the middle. I, I didn't get messed up too much during my time, um, thankfully. But I've seen it. I've seen it happen, <laughs> and it didn't look very pleasant. That's kind of what no. kept. That's kind of what kept me. It's just all all he had to do was see it and be like, you know what? That doesn't look fun at all. So I'm gonna keep doing me. And you're supposed to shave every every night. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Is so it, it gets in your pores. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. So you would go in and. They would have you do sort of these exercises, if you will, not like physical exercises, but with the mask and how to properly use it. Um, and then they would have you break your seal with, they would, you know, you'd put two fingers together and kind of break your seal just barely, which is all you needed to get a little bit of that gas in there. And it was like instant effect. You're coughing, you're crying, you're sneezing, Burning. nostrils running into Most your mouth, guys. vice versa, you name it, it was happening. Um, I, I I don't know if they were using CS gas or what. I think I that's what they said that they used. I don't remember. It was CS yeah. gas. But nonetheless, eyes. it sucks. And um, so you break your seal, and they, they count to like 10 or something. They, it's a certain amount of time. And then they kind of have you put your mask back on um, and sort of purge the mask to get uh, the gas, if you will, out. Um, and so you just have fresh oxygen in there, but... Yeah, it, it wasn't fun, especially if, if your drill instructor didn't like you, which thankfully I didn't really have to deal with it. I think one of the guys next to me did, and, you know, the, he got to break his seal a little longer than everybody else. And he, it's just, it's not a fun feeling when you feel like you can't breathe, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you go in through one door, and uh, they end up opening the next one once you're done and complete, and you, you rip off your mask as you get out to breathe actual oxygen, which... In the time, you know, you're only, you're probably only in there for like 10 minutes. If that, it feels like you haven't breathed fresh oxygen in 30 years, but you get out there, you you look like you've been crying for the past five days. You got snot all over your places, places it shouldn't be. And you, you cough in like you're choking, like you're about to croak. I mean, and you're having the wagon wheel. You have to, yeah, you run, you're, you're pretty much going in a circle. You call it a cool down circle with your hands up. You know, and they, I guess they would do that to make sure you, you weren't going and touching your face and your eyes. Because that was the worst thing, which is only going to irritate it and, and make it that much worse. Um, and then awesome. they would have yeah. barrels of water, which we would then go by in like a line and dump our mask in there. And then I think we, I don't remember if we kind of dumped our faces, if you will, splash water on our faces. But yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. them letting us it wash our face, but we... We the did mask. have to mask but yeah. on her face, but we just remember in a big old, they call it the wagon wheel, we just yeah. walked around, walked around, walked around, I guess for that CS gas to get off. Yeah. Now, does every branch, you think, in the military do something similar to that, or is that I just the Marines? I think so. Um, I would think so, too. That's Dan on that one. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. For a civilian like me, though. But I'm glad you guys do this. Guys panicking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> some yeah, some of them are losing their like Freaking they're about out. to die. I bet. And and all that does is is you know you're practically raising your hand and being like, hey, drill instructor, come drawing attention. Come. Yeah, exactly. Just drawing attention, and they'll come over there and they'll help you out. All right. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Just like when we was in <laughs> nice the pool, guys, guys yeah. that have never swam before, and I thought it was weird as hell. I'm like, you don't know how to swim. Yeah. Guys from. Where I don't I don't know how you. Now they do didn't not do know. the uh, like the movie with uh, Aston Kusher. It was about the SEAL team. 
Oh, you're talking about the, the uh, Coast Guard? Yeah, the Coast Guard, where they spray the water in your face mm-hmm. while you try to tread water. No, that's for the most part Coast Guard boot camp. I think they probably do that, and then like SEAL training and shit, they do that. That's pretty hardcore, too. Yeah. Yeah. Had Not one fun. Of, found one of my lifeguards one day doing that to the lifeguards. <laughs> really? Put the TV out your house, man. <laughs> she watched too many movies. <laughs> I did something like that, but not to that extent necessarily. But we went down to the beach at like zero five thirty in the morning for a uh, beach BT, which sounds pleasant until you're in boots and utes carrying logs and shit at a beach. You know, you're supposed to have sunscreen and a beach towel. You got a damn five hundred pound log <laughs> with all your boys. You know. And the mm-hmm. ass crack of dawn, you can't see any light. <laughs> you just see the moonlight reflecting off the water. And we would go down to the edge of the water and um, just we'd sit there and do leg lifts and have the the kind of the end of the waves, if you will, come and kind of go by us, which you know, it didn't bother us all too much. It was just a pain in the ass, obviously, when it got up over your face. Um, Seawater is not fun, but it was a good time. What is the uh, one thing that, you take away from it that was like your best experience yeah as far as like what i did maybe yeah um one of the more enjoyable things i guess i could probably name a couple but um being able to fast rope down um what do they call them there's there's a huey helicopter as most people know them as but i think they had a different name in the marine corps form uh some abbreviation which we have abbreviations for literally every goddamn thing Um, exactly but nonetheless, was, you know, the helicopter was on the back of our ship on deployment. Um, I was on the Mesa Verde out in the Mediterranean Sea, just floating about, you know, doing our business. And uh, I was fast roping off the helicopter while the helicopter's moving, hovering, because the ship's hovering. The ship's kind of still slow, slowly moving along, too. They're just not going to stop the ship because we got shit going on or whatever. They're going to keep doing their business. You know, it's the Navy. They do weird things, whatever, right? But uh was fast roping down the Huey while kind of both simultaneously moving. You know, it was kind of a surreal feeling at the time. And it, it goes by so fast. And it was just kind of practice, if you will, for us. Because um, we were the platoon that uh, at the time, if if we were going to like kind of invade or, or go anywhere, um, we were going to be the ones like fast roping in. So we just were doing that to be prepared. But... It's kind of surreal and crazy to be doing that, like in the middle of the ocean, where anywhere and everywhere you look is either the damn ship you've been living on, or the ocean, or the sky. That's pretty much it. But it's cool. No. Um, and then there was one, one, one time that we got the opportunity to actually fly around the ocean a little bit too. Not very far. We kind of flew. I, I don't know. The pilots were just kind of hooking us up. Um, most of the pilots were cool. They're all like officers and shit, like fresh out of college. But um. They would like do a big old loop kind of around, and it was cool once you got far enough and you could kind of see the ship from the distance. It looked pretty cool. We'd wrap back around and then kind of hover over our little spot in the back of the ship as the ship's moving and fast rope down onto it with with a full kit and everything, our rifles, etc. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I I think we were yeah because I did a med cruise. I did did two of them, uh-huh. and the last one we did, we went to Bosnia, and I remember. Um, they picked us up in a CH-53, took us, dropped us off. We did our shit. Those are fun. And I remember when we were coming back to the ship, seeing it, but I only seen it for a brief moment. Yeah. But it was neat. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, 53s are cool. Hueys are cool. The Attack Choppers, whatever you want. I don't remember their actual damn names. Those are cool. Things that suck, and I know you agree. I don't know. I think they were the, the Ospreys, 22s. Uh, that was no? after Maybe me. slightly after? They, they had CH or 46 and 53s. Okay. Dude, they, they Chinooks? Had, uh, no? No? Okay. Well, yeah, 22s was suck. And for any and every Marine who's listening, you know what I'm talking about. One of my buddies that was in the Marine Corps, he was in between when you served and I did. He was a, you know, he was a mechanic or avionics mechanic for Ospreys and. Well, he would probably agree. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta have him on because they were notoriously known, especially when they first came about for crashing. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately they took some people out. You know, it was unfortunate and sad to hear, but it, it is. was a reality. It was stupid. <laughs> So one of my first ops I went on while I was in was uh, down to Georgia. I think we were on an army base. I don't remember. They weren't. They're were being weird and not telling us. But I figured it was an army base down in Georgia, and we flew twenty twos over there. And thankfully, it wasn't a bad flight. But phew, it was a couple times, you know, you get um, turbulence and shit. Right. <laughs> so felt like that was the end for those two, three, four seconds, however long it lasted. I just know I won't get on another helicopter. Not yeah. not because. I'm scared, but I flew on them some bitches <laughs> in four years to where I'm good on the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. No I'm and good. The, the worst thing definitely is, and with as far as a 22 goes, is being in one while they're doing um, like a what's it called maneuver under contact drills <laughs> in the air, and you're just you're just like I, I know at one point we were doing a an op out in Arizona or California for ITX, and uh, we had just landed. And we got off, and then we were doing, like, I guess it was a drill. No one told us. Um, but we got down. We got online, and we had, like, jets flying over us and shit. We're like, what the hell's going on, dude? Are we in California? It doesn't seem like it. And they're like, I'm, uh, get back on the bird. Get back on the bird. And we're like, oh, shit. And I, I can't, to this day, I still don't know if it was just something that was planned and we didn't. they didn't tell anyone about, or we were just... We just landed in the middle of someone else's exercise, which I think that's the case because that damn jet <laughs> flew so close to us for whatever reason. And so we all book it back to the bird and we get on the bird and we're flying about. And then they start doing drills. They decided to do like maneuver under contact drills. I don't know what they actually call it, but we start, we didn't, we weren't doing no loops or crazy shit like you probably see in the movies. But we were doing all this wild stuff, just sudden steep drops, and then we'd come back up. And you know, in, in 22s, they keep the back open the majority of the time because normally they have like a 240 or something back there or a, or a 50 cal to kind of, you know, lay some waste if anyone's in pursuit and whatnot. And you could like, you would go straight up almost at what it seems completely vertically and just see the bottom and you're like holy shit dude <laughs> you're just holding on to your gear like hoping nothing falls cause, yeah because that ain't gonna be that a very like fun a, police call a, yeah a wild ride it sounds like yeah needless holy to say it shit. was Mm-mm-mm. you couldn't pay me enough to do, go do that again you know so <laughs> you just couldn't that's Mm-mm. a that's a good question uh would you do it all over again yeah i would mm-hmm. without a doubt i don't hold any regrets you know I wanted to go out in life and do different things. That's why I'm out now. You know, I, like I said, I served from 2015 to 2019 honorably, right? Right. And, um, yeah, I don't really have any regrets. You know, that's kind of something that comes up in conversations a lot. Do you have any regrets? Mm-hmm. Would you do it again? You know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I, I think I would. 
Um, would I would I go through it again and try and you know be a lifer? I I mean I can't necessarily answer that. Who knows? But um, as far as what I experienced, would I do that again? Yeah, I think I would. So with you getting out, how did the separation go? Like, I know whenever we were getting out, they weren't really. I don't want to say they didn't help us prepare for civilian life, but it was kind of minimum. Their whole so, deal was trying to keep you. So I think because of things like that, mm-hmm. and I think, and I don't know this for sure, but you know, people starting to recognize that there were a lot of like homeless veterans and so on and so forth because of stuff like that. Right. Um, I think that's why they maybe created the course that I had to go through and it was mandatory for anyone, regardless of rank, um, from, you know, your full bird colonels all the way down to the, to the PFC that got NJP 14 times or whatever, right. who's getting out. Um, they had a course called TRS transition readiness seminar okay. and, and pretty self-explanatory based off the name. They pretty much prepared you to the best of their ability I think it was a week or two weeks long. Wow. And it's like eight hours every day. Um, like we a just, full long class. And oh, you would, shit. You would, yeah, you would go there every day and you had to and you had to get signatures and shit, you know. It was a requirement. You weren't going to make it out without. So do they help with like um, interview skills? Yeah. Resume? They do, they do yep. That. So and then there's a day where they have sort of like a, a makeshift job fair, if you will. Really? Where people will come out. Yeah. It was, like a couple top of the like, I know the police department was out there. The army, unfortunately, was out there, but they were doing their <laughs> thing, right? They somehow managed to get some of them. Right. Uh, like Waffle House was out there, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or just a couple businesses locally, and some not so much locally, but they're out there just trying to, you know, um, hire, you know, potentially that's, hire some of us. That's good because yeah. my eyeballs are like open. <laughs> I, I wish they would have had that for us, but yeah. they they didn't. We pretty much went, had our checklist where you go to medical, yeah. you go to sergeant major, you make your rounds, yeah. supply, and we had like one day of just separation of, okay, what do you feel like doing? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing, too. There was, like, a whole sheet, or there might have been multiple of them, that you had to fill out, like, what your plan was, short-term, long-term. Really? Yeah, where you were going to be working at. They wanted you to do a damn financial sh- worksheet, you know, the whole nine, which I thought that was a little excessive. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they were trying to make sure you were prepared as could be, I guess, so they would try and no longer receive maybe some of the flack that they were getting. Right. So, I mean, I guess it was maybe thanks to you guys and some of the others prior to kind of pave that path, you know. I know it's it's hard. I, I don't want to compare it to people that are, we'll say, in prison. Yeah. You're, you're used to a, a regiment. Mm-hmm. Then when you get out, you I don't know if you have all this, I don't want to say freedom, but just like you're not being told what to do, where to go. It's just like, what do I do now? Yeah. Right. So I know a lot of guys that I served with, they for whatever reason had it in their head, law enforcement. Yeah, that, that's still to this day the main choice. Main choice. I said, you know what? I got this GI Bill. I want to go to school. That it happened, but later on. But yeah. I got out, and my dad helped me get on with Publix, and just started working. So did you use your GI Bill or currently using? 
No, no, no. I still, I still definitely can use it. Um, I had a plan to use it. Uh, long story short, afterwards, I had my resume up on a couple websites, um, which is another thing I know that's more so modern day than what it was probably during your time. Yeah, I don't even is, know if they had resumes back in yeah, the late en- 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I don't think they did. <laughs> these endless <laughs> amounts of websites that you just throw your resume on and people will call you to come work for them. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, and you're not guaranteed a phone call or nothing, you know. Right. So for anyone listening, don't get your hopes up, all right? Right. But uh, <laughs> someone came contacting me, sure enough, but it was weird and it ended up being pretty weird. And I'll explain the story very briefly because it's, a long one, but I'll make it short. Uh, a gentleman, a representative from Arlington Career Institute contacted me. HVAC school. Seven weeks, multiple certifications that I would need. I was like, hell yeah. They okay. were gonna, it was in Texas, right? They were going to pay for my flight, round trip, pay for my hotel. Every Monday, they would give you um, per, like per diem and, okay. and take you to Walmart to get any essentials and needs you may want and or need. You had sat, uh, weekends off, obviously. Okay. And Saturdays were optional if you wanted to go in and learn some extra things or you felt that you were behind. And they were they catered breakfast and lunch. You just pay for your dinner. Okay. I mean, it sounded like a dream come true. Sounds true. like it. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So in the meantime, I you know this is a lesson for people as well who may be listening, some younger guys or, or women. You know, don't don't put your eggs all in one basket. Correct. Do not do that. That was the worst <laughs> damn thing to do. Because let me tell you, that was me. I did that. I put all my eggs in one basket. So you know what? I'm not going to work. Why would I work? And in like two months, I'm going to school. Yeah. So I didn't bother getting a job. I didn't want to waste anyone's time, you know, regardless of whether I decided to work at like McDonald's or go work somewhere higher scale, if you will. I just didn't want to work somewhere for two months. So I counted on that. My wife and I had a, a, a good amount. We were, we were, we set ourselves up pretty well financially okay. to kind of sustain that life if we had to kind of um, embrace it, if you will. And sure enough, we did. And we come two months. It's it's about that time where I'm, I'm like the next week I'm supposed to be flying out. I get a call. Yeah, we're not sure. We got something going on. Uh, a third party company is being audited. Uh, this is going to be postponed a week or two. Are you cool with that? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be patient, you know. And again, in the meantime, I'm not working. This is money that's it's coming up that we saved, but we only save so much, right? Cause, right. So anyways, that time comes up. Contact. Th- this time, I think I had to contact them. Um, yeah, they're still being audited. We're not really sure what's going on. Um, pretty much the end all be all was. Unfortunately, with this company being audited, which they this company, I don't, I never got their name. They're the ones who handled the veterans and the GI bills and stuff. Go okay. figure. They're the ones being audited, and they're like, yeah. So if you you could still come, but you wouldn't be able to use your GI bill. I'm like, well, what? I'm not, I'm not paying for it. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So yeah, like I said, I was like, you know what? Screw that. I'm not doing that. You know, I'll I'll go on to bigger and better things, and it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. So again, in all that time, which I don't know exactly how much time it was, I was just kind of going off. I started, my wife and I started practically living off of our savings, um, which thankfully she picked up a job shortly afterwards as well um, uh, as a pharmacy technician um, at a Walmart. But um, yeah, it was, it, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I haven't, I haven't used my GI Bill. I still have it luckily, which that's good. I don't, at don't, the moment, have any intentions of using it, but it's definitely a good that it's there i just i don't know if the rules or criteria have changed but i know i 
used mine and I had to use it within 10 years and I went to school for a year and yeah. I need a break and never went back and it was just gone. Like, yeah. It just sucks because they shouldn't put a time frame on it. No, it's they yours, shouldn't. Especially know? especially for something we're all practically paying into. Correct. Which was something I picked on later towards the end of my four years that I spent. Oh, you was able to pick after boot camp? No, it was it was during boot during camp. Boot, okay. But I learned that you were like paying into it. And I'm like, wait. So I got to use this when I get out, mm-hmm. and I can practically use it whenever, to an extent, I guess. Right. I, I don't know if that rule still exists or not, but nonetheless, if I don't, like, I can't just get that money back that's been paid for to it. And I think, Dan, we we talked about that in an earlier uh, podcast, and, you know, <laughs> what if what if you want to give it to your son or, yeah. or daughter or yeah. something along those lines? That as well. That's another good point. You know, I was like, my my wife is is ready to go to war for some damn college. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, they're long story short, six years active duty required. I'm like, well, that's a six good. Six years. I was like, well, that's a that's a damn good gimmick because typically your contracts are four years. Right. So you're gonna get me for eight and give me something. You know, is yeah. Eh. Wait a second. Now in six years, if you did six, is it transferable? Yes. It would, have, it would have then been transferable to either my own children, if I had any, or my wife. Wow. Wow. So, I'd, long hmm. story short, I would have to re-up for a whole nother four or six, because generally those were the two common contracts. Right. I think there were five might have existed as well. Um, but four was the most common one. Still is to this day. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean. So, I, you couldn't go back and get your two. No, you, you couldn't just you couldn't form. you couldn't have just did two. And if you could, for those listening who might be saying, you know, oh no, you could have the damn uh, what are they called career planners? Sure, career as hell, plan, yeah, sure as hell weren't weren't <laughs> telling us that. If they could, the for career those planner, yeah, Mm-mm-mm. I don't care what anyone I'm says. With you guys, about the, the easiest the four, job. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear now. It sounds like they're doing six year. If you want that option, if you think yeah. going into it that that's going to be something that you would want. Yeah, Either your spouse or your it's, child. It's something to think about. I just know the six-year contracts were uh, probably they are the you know the same as linguistics. Yeah, avionics, anything that had a long school. Yeah, and generally MO with those school. as well, there's a pretty decent bonus that would come along with it. But with that being said, you had to pay the price of going to school, like he was explaining, um, for maybe a year up to two years even. Um, and doing six years instead of, you know, what would be your normal four. Everybody just wants to get out. Yeah, once uh, once uh, boot camp was over, uh, SOI was over, I was uh, in the fleet. Oh, shit. It was kind of like a normal job, you know, day-to-day yeah. job, but it's like, ah, damn, I'm, I'm ready to get out. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, it's kind of like, for me, you're serving your country – you're, I'm blowing shit up. I'm traveling, but it's just it's just like the day to day bullshit. Yeah, it's like, fuck. I'm 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 ready for them. I'm ready for me. The thing no the one DD two fourteen. No one tells you about, <laughs> or at least no recruiter will tell you about. Obviously, and the thing they won't say, or you won't really see much on like TV and whatnot. Those those little things like he's talking about, you know, that only. Once you're actually in and you hit the fleet and then you experience it, is is needless to say, 
not every time, but the majority of the time, I would say why a lot of Marines end up, you know, departing <laughs> and, and being discharged from the Marine Corps, which is unfortunate to say. And then there's definitely plenty of other reasons. But, uh, yeah. You know, married. I'm having a field day at the barracks. <laughs> yeah. Or the, or the common area. Or I'm on duty. I'm on base housing. I got to make sure that damn house is up. It's just shit like that. Just day to day. Just <laughs> you know, it's you tedious. don't get you don't get your haircut if it's not red. You, you you get your ass chewed, or they come and you know, like shaving every day for me was like it. I don't I don't have a baby face, so I would nick myself and like damn I don't have no hair to shave. Can I get a shaving shit? Nope. So I was like, man, I got to grow something. Get in trouble for not shaving. It's just, just. You couldn't win. <laughs> you could not win. There was no winning, you know. There was not. Yeah. You know, with, with you being uh, in the infantry MOS, mm -hmm. you know, I'm gone doing exercises or I'm out in the field a whole week and the wife bitching and complaining, <laughs> which, you know, she wants her husband home. She, You know, my little daughter wants her daddy home and I can't. I'm like, fuck. But I know for myself, and you know how you kind of like just think about your life. I'm like, damn, I could have been retired. Retired. Getting something. I don't know what it, it would. I would have to look at the pay chart, but yeah. something. And you I could definitely do. stick it out in the military. It, it, yeah. It pays for it. I mean, but it's a lot from what I'm understanding. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's. I just know for myself it was hard on my ex-wife. And, I, I mean, my daughter was – uh, I got out when she was turning, like, turning five. So it, it was hard. It's, it's one of those things. And it's just like now with my job, you know, being gone. Yep. You know, it's just – sometimes you just got to sacrifice, I guess, you know, understand what's going on, but – um, you know, like with you being in West, you know, with the wars, Afghanistan, Iraq, oh, you know, I can only imagine. And I just think, and me and Dan agree, and we've talked about it, homeless veterans, veterans coming with uh, post-traumatic. Um, it's real big with veterans, you know, committing suicide. It's like, what can we do? And this is where I, I don't want to get political, but what can we do as a country to help? veterans out yeah versus sending money over to pakistan for gender whatever that thing they the, they passed well hopefully all the the branches of the military are doing what wes said now that the marines are doing with the what you trs call trs yeah. course yeah. i would hope That's so start. too i mean that that definitely you know a week-long course you had yeah. to get something out of it that was going to yeah. happen yeah, and I mean, for, for some of the guys and, and, and some of the ladies who were in there, I mean, some of us just had a straightforward plan. We knew this course was just more so a way to get out of doing God knows what back at the barracks, right? Right. Police calling for no reason or whatever. Who knows? But, um, and then for some of them, they had no plan at all, you know, and, and, the, and they were probably the ones in these courses and classes, and I didn't know any personally, who were taking any and every bit of this information and who knows what they're doing now? I mean, some of them might be business owners or some of them might have gotten into something else. We mentioned law enforcement earlier. Any one of those careers, and that might not, not have been something they initially thought about 
prior to that course. So I'm sure I'm sure the other branches do got something going on. I, I no telling what what it's called or I guess if they if they even are truly doing some, I would think and hope so. But the Marine Corps, I can definitely tell you, is doing TRS. And uh, I mean, my stepbrother just got out, I believe, last year, a couple months ago. And uh, he, I mean, he had to go through it too. So it's definitely still a thing. You know, with you saying that, I had um, two guys I served with that um, I wouldn't say I'm close with, but, you know, we chit chat on Facebook and stuff like that. But um, one of them still lives in North Carolina. He, yeah. own, he owns, um, I don't know if that's proprietary or fran- French, uh, Jimmy John's. I don't know how you get into the franchise. Yeah. But he has like seven stores, seven oh, wow. Jimmy John's. And he has one. I don't, I haven't been to Camp Lejeune in 20 <laughs> years, but whatever one is, he owns that one that's on Camp Lejeune. Yeah. Every, but, everyone was very happy when that one came yeah, on Yeah. So he, he owns that one. And another guy that I um, served with, he's uh, like a financial planner doing real well so i'm thinking what you were saying that they have a plan they yeah and you're gonna have some individuals like that you know but for the for the 60 70 percent that hey give me a little guidance over here yeah show me a way yes and use what you learned while you were serving whatever branch and i like you were you know with law enforcement you know i mean infantry you're shooting yeah, moving. You know, you're still in uniform, so I don't. I, it's just whatever. I I know when I got out, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of it's people. it's definitely a little more difficult for those who served in the infantry and those who are listening who served in the infantry know what I'm talking about. Like your your <laughs> your job was practically to slay bodies, right? To to locate close with and destroy the enemy you know, and so on and so forth. And there's no job in the civilian sector. You just go to, and that's what you're doing still. You know what I'm saying? Just train to kill people. Yeah, just like. Destroy you, shit. There's no jobs like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I got a, a squad of bad guys. I got to take out tomorrow, you know. Uh, see you tomorrow, honey. No, there's that, there just doesn't exist. So it's a little more difficult. And, you know, for the most part, and guys like myself and other infantrymen and, and well, women nowadays too, that's a thing. Um, they aren't probably going out and working at McDonald's and whatnot. So long story short, what I'm getting at here is it's a little more difficult and, uh, things like that, sources, courses, et cetera, definitely help out a ton. Well, we want to thank you for coming and being part of the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's it's good to have a fellow Marine in here. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor Dan. (laughs) I hope Dan gets better. I really do. We We love you. Yeah. We're missing old Dan. And, uh, Hopefully you'll be back with us next week. Yes. And uh, Wes, welcome anytime. So yes, yeah, come back anytime it. you want. Especially when Dan gets back, because I'm sure after Dan listens oh, to yeah. this, he'll have some questions for you. What branch is Dan in? <laughs> I'm going to let you take a guess. Is he in Navy? No. Air Force? Air Force. Air Force. Okay. Chair Force. <laughs> He's probably right at home when he comes here, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you hear that, Dan? <laughs> Oh, he did a sound effect. <laughs> That's for you, babe. Love you. <laughs> he loves some sound effects, don't he? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Danny and James show, and we'll see you next week. Simplify, Marines. All right.